Hello and welcome to the movie podcast. My name is Daniel. I will be your host this week. Remotely beside me, of course, I have Shabazz. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo <laughs> number five. And of course, Anthony. Hey guys, I don't have a quick Mambo. What a lame thing. hello. What a lame hello. <laughs> Just you hey guys. What? People will sympathize with my hello. Why? Because you're trapped right now? Yes. Oh. We're all a little trapped right now. Guys, how are you doing? Good. I don't know what day it is. I'll be honest with you. I'm just, uh, no. every day I'm just trying to get through. I think I heard today was Sunday or it could be Friday. Yeah. Who it's knows? Sunday, 2029. I literally wow. feel like it, I've aged 29 years in this house. Yeah. We, I've, uh, to- go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say, are we allowed to call this quarantine just one long day? Yeah, we can. I think we're allowed to call it that. I had a birthday this week, and I feel like I've aged 10 years since my birthday. And that was oh, yeah, just two days birthday, ago. Happy birthday, Daniel. Oh, thanks, Happy man. Happy birthday to you. Was that okay. a Prince? Prince's version like, of Happy Birthday? I don't like that version. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great version. This, <laughs> that goes this, is, this is the 52nd episode of the movie podcast, which means if you listen to one episode a week... We will still be in quarantine by the time you're done listening. It's too true. It's too true. Those are actual facts, yeah. (laughs) Those are sad facts. Uh, As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. It will be with a brand new episode that you can listen to. If you want to write it and be part of the show, write into thistimewith.com slash talk. Send us your comments, suggestions, corrections, and anything that's on your mind we'd love to discuss with you. Um, also, starting every week from now, we're going to add a question of the show, which is going to allow you to write in and respond to our question of the show. Uh, this question, actually, Anthony posted it in our chat a couple of days ago, um, and it pertains to the news, which, again, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, our question this week is one, once theaters reopen, or actually let me, let me give a little background here. Disney, of course, which we'll talk about, um, announced new dates for their movies. And the soonest will be kind of going back to the theaters right now is in July for Mulan. Um, our question this week is, are you going to be going back to the movies in July? Just write in, let us know, let us know what you think. Uh, and let us know if you will be going back to the movies or are you waiting for home releases now? Sounds good. How's that sound, guys? That sounds amazing. I'm just shocked how amazing that sounds. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, we will we'll, we'll remind you throughout the week as well for those who follow us on social media. Exactly. Same question. Yeah, we'll post it across our social media channels uh, to remind you to write into the show or to respond on social media. And then, of course, next week, we will read your answers there. So don't forget to write into the show for that. Another thing we are super excited to announce for the very first time here on the Movie Podcast is that we will be doing a commentary. So on Wednesday, April 8th, you'll be able to check our podcast feed right where you get our podcast every single week. It will be there, and you'll be able to listen to it and watch along as we watch Game Night. So Game Night is a phenomenally funny movie. Uh, came out in 2018. It was one of our favorite movies that year. Such a big surprise for us. Uh, what's nice about Game Night here in Canada, it's on Netflix. And it is on other streaming services. You may own it already. So you'll be able to press play when we press play in our podcast. 
and watch along with us and laugh along with us. So we really hope you tune in for that. We hope to be doing more commentaries down the road as well. And it should be really fun experience. I'm really excited to do a commentary with you guys. Yeah, it's funny because Game Night... Yeah, it's also a movie, uh, you know, it's about movies. Like, there's so much movie trivia in that movie itself that it, it really seems like it's the right movie for us to do. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun as well. So, it's, it'll be a nice, uh, fun watch. Will it? Well, it, I think it will be. I think it will be. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. Why not? <laughs> I'm so excited we're doing it, guys. And, of course, just a reminder, that's Wednesday, April 8th. The commentary will be live for you to download so you could press play and watch along with us. It's going to be really fun. With all that out of the way, I think it is time for us to get into the news. Okay, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It's getting better. It's getting better every time. I started first, and then you guys started. (laughs) Our first news story this week. (laughs) Our first news story this week. Amazon Prime Video presents the South by Southwest 2020 Film Festival Collection. This is coming from Jordan Roberts from South by Southwest. Amazon Prime Video and South by Southwest are joining forces to launch Prime Video Presents, the South by Southwest 2020 film collection. Following the unprecedented cancellation of the South by Southwest conference and festivals by the city of Austin due to concerns surrounding the coronavirus, Prime Video Presents, the South by Southwest 2020 film collection offers filmmakers in the 2020 South by Southwest Film Festival lineup, an invitation to opt in and take part in an online festival, which will play exclusively on Prime Video in the U.S. for 10 days. The one-time event will be available in front of Am- in front of the Prime Video paywall and free to all audiences around the country, with or without a Prime membership. All that is needed is a free Amazon account. Filmmakers who choose to participate will receive a screening fee for their streaming their film over the 10-day period. The launch date is yet to be announced, but South by Southwest and Prime Video are targeting a late April date. South by Southwest has shared details on the opportunity to, with, 2020, to, with 2020 filmmakers who can opt in starting today or starting April 2nd. Guys, what do you think about this? Um, I actually, I don't mind it. The only thing I'd that kind of sucks is it's only available in the U.S., but I think this is a great way of getting um, smaller productions, um, the eyes that they they would like to see, and you know people would or a production or a team would want to get from um, a studio. So maybe this would kind of help them sell their movie in the future, or maybe just get people to watch it. Yeah, Shay, how about you? Yeah, uh, same thing as Anthony pretty much here. But the only thing is it's it's interesting that Amazon is the one doing this because they're also one of the bidders at the show as well. So right. it's uh, it's cool. Um, it's, it's definitely a step into the direction that I guess will make things a lot easier in these times. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's new. It's, just, it's new and we got to see it. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, this isn't the first... Uh, event that we're starting to see transfer over to a digital side i mean we know e3 the video game conference they're going to be doing a lot of digital events um there was talk that tiff may doing uh maybe doing a a digital event as well too and it's funny last week as well we saw a company like apple announced that 
they will no longer be taking a 30% cut from Amazon Prime video rentals. And I wonder if it's in, in antip- anticipation of having to share revenue with uh, participants of this film festival. So there's a lot of kind of structures in play right now of how payments and revenue sharing work. And I think the way things are right now, things coming direct to digital, we may be seeing a shakeup in what that traditional relationship looks like. Now, do you think um, bigger movies that were supposed to premiere at South by Southwest would uh, would show up on this uh, streaming, we'll say, event? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's. It, I mean, it all depends if they want to opt in or not. Che, what do you think? Um, I mean, I, I would hope so. At, at this point, we're at a place where anything is possible. So, if more people want to join in, then sure, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, we'll see again. These are ever-changing times, so we will see what the future holds. But I think it's cool that they're at least trying to adapt sooner than rather later. Rather than saying, uh, we're going to do it for 2021, let's kind of try and keep as much things in play as they are. Let's try and be normal and just, it's going to look different this year, but we're still doing it. So it's cool to see that they're doing this. Our next story on the news report this week, Top Gun Maverick, A Quiet Place Part 2, get new release dates. Uh, This is coming from Rebecca Rubin of Variety. So Paramount's Top Gun Maverick, a sequel to Tom Cruise's 1986 classic, is the latest summer movie to vacate its release date as theaters remain closed to stop the spread of the coronavirus. The anticipated follow-up was scheduled to debut on June 24th and will now release December 23rd, 2020. As part of the release shakeup, Paramount has also moved A Quiet Place Part 2, which the studio postponed last month, to September 4th, 2020. The, sept- the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, an animated adventure based on uh, the underwater fry cook, was originally stated to hit theaters in May and is now coming uh, is now releasing July 31st, 2020. While the fantasy- sci-fi fantasy movie The Tomorrow War, which is starring Chris Pratt, was ske- is now scheduled for December 25th, 2020. Oh, sorry. The, it was scheduled for December 25th, 2020. It's now undated, so there is no release date. Anything coming to a surprise for you guys here with these uh, pushes? I'm surprised they kind of gave a date to Quiet Place Part 2. I don't know why, but I, I felt like it was going to go down the streaming route for some reason. I just Something in my bones was telling me. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're just the movie delayed podcast at this point. Yeah, it feels like that. The last, uh, I would say, three to four episodes has just been, hey, update this, the thing you love and we're waiting for. It's pushed back now. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, the quiet, a Quiet Place is taking September, uh, which we've seen the It movies do really well in that first week in September. Uh, I just wish that this was a movie that Paramount decided to release online because i think it would have been a perfect quarantine movie to stay indoors and watch you know that's just me being selfish wanting it well like to think about it it, all these movies being pushed back one after another you know it's it's disheartening because you you anticipate and you wait and then there the whole idea is well we're not going to make enough money so we'll push it back and you kind of think about it and you're like you know what? Maybe I don't want to watch it in the theaters. Maybe I'll just wait because at this point, waiting is the whole thing. So, what do you like? 
when they when you hear a movie being pushed back, does that kind of like give you an offset of you know what? Maybe I don't watch this movie anymore. Uh, I, I'll be honest. Like I've never like I know you've been kind of feeling that Anthony right now. Like I'm, st- I know I'm still going to watch these movies in theaters, but it's just sucks that like, it's almost bittersweet. It's like, Oh, like now it's like, I have to wait so long. And again, like I know it's such a first world problem, but like when you, when you're kind of seeing all these mu- movies being pushed, I also think it's very like ambitious of studios to think that come July theaters are just going to be open and there won't be any issues. You know what I mean? Were you, uh, where are you standing with, with the, you know, where are you standing with it guys? Like, or Shay, what do you think? Um, I, this is, this is a weird time because again, yes, I will see these movies in theaters, but I don't know when the theaters will open. I think right now, every, every month they kind of push everything back a month. So these dates, I don't think they're final. I think they're going to get pushed again because I don't think we're anywhere close to getting things back in order. So this is going to be a bit of a long haul. And uh, I think maybe a lot of these movies will end up having to go streaming or being pushed to next year. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, and I'll tie in the next story now too, just because it's, it's pretty much the same news. But, you know, Disney's been a little quiet. Uh, ever since they announced the pushing of Mulan, they haven't really announced anything else. Uh, but Black Widow, Mulan, land new 2020 release dates. Jungle Cruise delayed a year. This is coming from Pamela McClintock of The Hollywood Reporter. Disney has made sweeping changes to its 20, at 2020 and 2021 theatrical release calendar among uh, amid the coronavirus pandemic, including the decision to debut Artemis Fowl directly on Disney+. Uh, Mulan and Black Widow have landed in July and November, and Jungle Cruise has been pushed back more than a year to July 2021. Um, other news, other pushes in the Disney family coming from the Fox side. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy is now being pushed from July 3rd to December 11th of this year. Spielberg's West Side Story is still unchanged on December 18th, and The Last Stool, which is the Ben Affleck uh, Matt Damon movie, is still on Christmas Day. Uh, Bob's Burgers movie has been pushed a year to April uh, 9th, 2021. Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch is now moving from July of this year to October. And pretty much the entire MCU has been shifted, almost like what we were talking about a couple episodes ago, that every the whatever movie was supposed to open up next, which is Black Widow, is kind of taking the next movie spot, and they're kind of all being shuffled across that way. Uh, again, I think it's very ambitious for uh, for them to see July as a uh, hey, we're opening up then, and I know you have to take in consideration like like shareholders and the stock markets and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's still really ambitious. Will people even want to go to theaters? And I think that's a big question too, right? I think people are going to be afraid to go anywhere right now, um, let alone the theater. The theater, as much as people want to kind of have a place to feel safe. Um, honestly, your home right now and for the next little bit is going to be the safest place. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I think they should take, you know, at least one film out of that whole list, um, and make it available online as, as just a, just to see if people would 
buy it or pay for just it. Just to test it. the waters, you know? Yeah. You know, no, I agree. They're, they're, they're already losing money pushing the movie back. They're not going to make that money up again. Because, again, right. we're talking about how ambitious they are in terms of people just going back to the theaters in July and August, which I don't see happening. We don't see happening. So the more you wait, the more you're going to lose. They, I don't know, they're, they're thinking is like, yeah, people will just go back to the theaters and we'll make a billion dollars again. I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but that ain't going to happen. No, no, it won't. Disney, no. Mickey. Chip, chip. <laughs> Bobby White Gloves. Um, it's funny. I mean, like, one of the movies that obviously was left out, which was supposed to open up this weekend, was a New Mutants, which Disney has not put any release date on. And then as I was kind of investigating it a little bit more yesterday, uh, Fox or 20th Century Fox had a deal with HBO to release any of their movies streaming first to their platform, to HBO, which means that if Disney decides to put New Mutants on a streaming service, it would have to go to HBO. It can't go to Disney+. Plus. I'm sure they're probably working out details on maybe changing that now, uh, seeing if it's even possible to change those agreements. They'll probably have to pay up a lot, obviously. But yeah, it's, it's just weird that this movie kind of just disappeared out off their slate of movies. Right now, New Mutants, it's like that, uh, it's like that ugly stepchild or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> And, <laughs> Poor thing, and, you gotta, and you, and you got to think about it because would would Disney pony up to HBO? Who's probably going to ask for a lot of money to get those yeah. exclusive streaming rights to Disney? Like, do they care enough about this movie to to do that? Who knows, dude? Th- this is like the fifth time it's been pushed now since 2018. It's it's crazy, and it's like I would I would assume Disney would just be like, you know what? Let's pay HBO the money. Let's put it on Disney Plus. You know they're putting Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus, which I think is a good move because it, it may actually get me to look at it now. You know, or invest time into it. Um, would you guys be willing to increase your payment of Disney Plus to like say an extra two dollars a month if you got these theatrical releases day one? Would that be worth it to you? Hundred percent. Yeah, I would do it. I'd even go to twelve ninety nine. Right now, we're paying in Canada eight ninety nine. I would do twelve ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be. I a, would cancel a good trade off. Another subscription for that, for sure. Would would you really you cancel? Subscription? Uh, probably Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, but I use Amazon Prime for actual shipping. So it, it just the fact that it comes with Prime Video, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Can you get Amazon Prime things. Video on its own? What was that, sorry? Can you get you can get Amazon Prime Video on its own? Can you not, or is it only Probably. if you have a Prime membership? Probably. That would be a good one. Right into the show. Let us know for next week. Also, don't forget that the question this week is: Do you uh, do you anticipate seeing yourself going to the movie theaters in July when they tentatively open up? Right into the show this time with dot com slash talk and let us know. Our you know last story this week. That- Oh, sorry. Sorry, before we go on to that article, the the one thing that's funny is Steven Spielberg's um, West Side Story is still coming out, as well as um, Ben Affleck film. Or not Ben Affleck. Yeah, the last one. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ridley Scott. I think they're those are like those Oscar bait movies that are going to try to run for the Oscar, but like, yeah. I mean, luckily they're in December. Done yet? I don't think so. (laughs) Like they, I swear they stopped filming. So how can you still be on schedule right now? Ah, uh, who knows, man? Who knows? 
our last news story this week, our final, I should say, our final delay story this week. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two has been delayed indefinitely. No new release date set. This is coming from Jonathan Dornbush of IGN. Uh, also host of Podcast Beyond. The Last of Us Part 2 is no longer set to be released on PS4 on May 29th, Sony set. Sony and developer Naughty Dog announced uh, this week. A tweet from Sony confirmed that Sony Interactive Entertainment has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience of our... The, providing the launch experience our players deserve. The company followed up with a statement with currently there is no other delays to report, but we'll keep you updated. How are you guys feeling about this one? This one, we kind of knew it was coming, but it hurts, you know? It's like the video games are also doing it to us too. It's like this, the delays of the video games too, with the movies. Cause these, we were, just- we were, we were anticipating these games to play while in quarantine. <laughs> we got no games to play. What's interesting about it, though, is that like video games are one of those things that we know come day and date to digital. So the issue here is the is kind of the opposite, where because people don't have the ability to get them physically, uh, a lot of these, a lot of the retail chains, like the manufacturing, it, it's totally turned it down and upside down for people that you know buy games like i only buy games digitally now because i don't see the need of having a disc so yeah same i know that when neil Druckmann was talking about it that it, it wasn't so much oh the game's not done like the game is just pretty much at this point squashing bugs but it's more so that hey we have to manufacture these discs create these collector's editions and then get the retail chains in on it and make sure yeah. that the game can go to places where you know people don't have the strongest internet but it, it sucks because that is like the one thing that I don't care about here. Like I, I, I can play the game digitally. I can download it. I can play it. That's, oh, it's so frustrating, but I get it. Right. And, you know, you you got to keep in mind as well, too. Like, there are, like, just like what you were saying, like, they are reserving transporting and shipments and everything like that to essential food items, to essential things we need to live so you could tell like you understand that a video game is not on top of their list right and like you know they're sony's probably weighing all their options obviously i don't think this is the reason like i don't think sony delayed it because like the game centers around a virus outbreak i don't think that's the case but i also think that they may have thought of it and like you know what let's get out of around this vicinity because you know like you could already see that you know like but I'm just glad that they're the game's almost done, and there there was another story that came out later that's saying that they're looking for ways to release it. I wonder if they would try just a digital release at first, or I I, I don't I feel like they wouldn't want to alienate alienate any players either. But you know, it's we're in a different time right now. We don't the, like they're going to be. I feel like studios are going to be trying different things to release this. So who knows? Question for those who who don't have the strong or an internet connection to download these um, games is yeah. is is that amount of people really determining the release of a video game? Like, I just can't see that happening. Uh, well, physical who's gonna still. Complain? Who's going to? But I, be, I think physical no still. Internet? I think physical games still outsell digital games, though. At the end they of the do, day, I still think they do. They do. And also you have to think about the factor that these, you know, studios and companies have these partnerships with 
EB Games, GameStop, all these places that rely on physical releases. So you're literally giving the biggest F you to those kind of places right now by saying, okay, we're just going to exactly. the game digitally at first. That that relationship is so severed. And, and I get it. Like for us, it's not a big deal, but we have to look at the really big picture here because there's yeah. so many cards on the on the table right now. Hmm. That's exactly it. And like there's so many deals in play Well, because – They'll be like, yeah, you release your game digitally. Okay, we're not going to stock the PS5 then when it comes out. And the sad thing is that retailers can be petty like that. And they can decide to do that if they want to. They Retail has exactly. such a big foothold on the industry. And we're, we're not in an all-digital future yet because there's still, there's still these relationships in play. And they have to honor that too, right? Yeah. And The Last of Us Part Two is by far the, the biggest game coming out this year or in the last few years. So everyone's eyes are on it right now. And for them to make a move so drastic, they got to literally weigh all the options. Exactly. Exactly. What's the um, the next game that was supposed to come out um, after Last of Us? It was the, the one set in Ghost. Yeah, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Yeah, which they haven't announced delayed? any... They haven't announced any delays yet, but I could see maybe The Last of Us taking its spot and then it gets delayed a, a month or so. Like, who knows at this point, right? Like, they like it's so up in the air with everything. We don't we don't really know what what Sony is looking at, or maybe do they say maybe Ghosts will be a launch PS5 game? Like, who knows? Like, who knows if they're going to decide just to <laughs> delay it to the launch of a system? It's totally possible. Right, if it's all coming out within a month or two of each other, like maybe they're looking at that too. Any other? Uh, any anyone want to chime in before we move on to the next uh, segment? No. We're okay. Yeah. We're okay. Sad. We'll it's hold in sad. our tears. I'm just sad. Yeah. Of course. Uh, box office this week, nothing. Uh, <laughs> out this week, <laughs> nothing. Actually, there was that uh, one movie that I sent you. Yeah, Daniel. tell us. Tell oh, us. Oh yeah, tell us. Tell us about that. What was that one you sent? Yeah. Uh, it, what was it called? The Nutcracker or something? I, I mean, I gotta look it up because <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh, there's something playing in a theater right now. Oh yeah, it's called Strike. That's uh, it. I think it's only playing in two theaters right now in Phoenix, Oregon. I want to say I'm gonna have to try to. Yeah, of course. Officially. And um, what but, was the box office this week? Well, the box office this week was a, a very solid, and I'm going to be honest, this is pretty solid, $11,000. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, oh my 1994 is what it opened with. And yeah. over the over the weekend, it, it did about, uh, it doesn't really say, it just kind of says how much they've made so far. Domestically, they've made about $2,000. Okay. Yeah, if okay. you're wondering what Strike is, it's an animated film, and it's about a young mole who must try to achieve his impossible dream of becoming a footballer in order to save his hometown gold mine from a greedy supervillain known as the boss. So it's clearly, <laughs> this, is, this is just gold and writing, to be honest with you. Yeah. If you uh, break that down to around $15 a ticket, that's around 700 people, 700 people in change. So breaking but, not, not hasn't told us. What Shay hasn't told anyone was he was the majority buyer of all those tickets. <laughs> I'm the director. What do you mean the majority buyer? Shay was just looking for a way to spend money on movies. <laughs> so he's just like, let me buy tickets to any theater that's open. 
I wanted to sit uh, in those theater seats. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, out this week, though, uh, the director of Shazam, David F. Sandberg, yes, she made a horror short film uh, during his quarantine. Uh, so if you want to check that out, I included the link in the show notes. So definitely watch it. Uh, did you guys check it out yet? Have you guys seen it? I heard of no. it. I haven't seen it. I'm going to talk about the platform, it. right? No, it's, it's just on YouTube, I think, right? Oh, it's YouTube? Yeah, just on YouTube. I thought it was on that Queeby thing or whatever it's called. No, no, no. We're we're Queeby free here on this podcast. Yeah, we don't have any quits. (laughs) 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 All right. So uh, what we're watching this week, uh, before we get into what we've been watching, uh, I think we should save the big one of what we we watch this week together to the very end. We'll do Um, a little review on it. Let's do a review on it. We'll do a review. We're going to end the show with that. Uh, and our tears as well too uh but before that let's get into what anthony's been watching so i've been watching uh terminator dark fate i was able to download it and watch it i really 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 liked it um i also watched another film called long day's journey into night which was in um a chinese art house flick which kind of caught my eye based on the trailer the trailer looks really really aesthetically beautiful um, it was a very long movie to get through. I wouldn't say it's meant for everyone, uh, just the way they puzzled the story together. But it's it's literally a it's a love story that kind of takes place over uh, different times. Um, and this man is trying to get back to finding his long lost love. I also watched uh, Westworld season three, still amazing. Um, I started my journey through Studio Ghibli's um, film work. So I started off with their first production, was, which was Naruska of the Valley of the Wind, which was done in 1984. It is not an original Studio Ghibli um, story. It was done by the team, but it wasn't a story that was made by them, or original screenplay, we'll say. It's actually based off a graphic novel in Japan. But again, amazing art, amazing story. I'm like, I can't believe this was captured in 1984. Um, then I also watched Dark Side of the Ring, which is um, a documentary on uh, wrestlers and the darker side of wrestling. Uh, this week's episode was crazy, um, but I'll, I'll let you guys watch it and kind of ingest it all up. And I've also yeah. watched oh, uh, and- Black. Go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say. So you've been you've been talking about Dark Side of the Ring. You were telling us about it last year as well. And so I started this week and like my dad is a big wrestling fan from back in the day from the 80s and like 70s. Um, So just I've been going through it and we just killed the entire first season and the first two episodes of season two. Um, And it's just funny. It's like watching it and kind of seeing what's happening. And my dad kind of giving me commentary on what was happening too, uh, learning a lot about my dad as well and his wrestling days and everything like that. Like I knew my dad wrestled and stuff, but I was just, we were kind of going through old pictures and I was seeing his outfit. Uh, my dad was called the Portuguese Eagle. <laughs> and like he, he, he wrestled man. And he knew like a, a bunch of like wrestlers too. Like, and he was like telling me about like, yeah, I had like, I ate uh, like, I had, like a breakfast with Ric Flair once. And like, uh, like the road warriors. I'm like, what? Like dad, what, what's going on here? It was just, yeah, it was just kind of cool. funny. It was just funny. And then like when you were when you and I were FaceTiming this week, Anthony, as well, you and him just went off on wrestling too for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, guys, I'll just I'll just leave you two alone then. <laughs> um 
but yeah, it's fun. But yeah, I'll let you continue. It's, I've been really enjoying the series a lot. So uh, great recommendation. Yeah, it's a very good series. If you guys have Crave yeah. um, or other means, That's, please watch Yeah, it. Crave Original, right? From uh, Vice. Yeah. yeah. And then I also watched uh, Black Monday, which is a, a Showtime show that I've been watching since last year. About uh, it's, it's a comedy with Don Cheadle, um, and it takes place during the stock market crash in the 80s and their characters. But yeah, it was actually, I actually watched a lot this week. That's good. As you can see. That's it, great. But yeah, Terminator Dark Fate was a great movie. I don't care. Yeah, I was going to say, tell, tell us, tell us more about it. Tell us what you, tell us like, what you were, liked, what you didn't like. The things I didn't like were like the CG was a little bit off at certain points. Um, I really, I really wasn't connected with the main um, character, the, the, Danny, I think her name is. She's like the main, yeah. the new resistance leader or future resistance leader. I just she didn't pull it off for me. Like I didn't believe that she would lead a resistance in the newer Dark Terminator um, world. Um, I also didn't like that it wasn't Skynet anymore. It was like this this other type of um, robot that or or AI that took over. But I thought the yeah that. Would- that was weird for us too. I remember us watching and being like, "Why would you just not have it Skynet? Legion. Like, why did it have?" I think it's called Legion, Legion or like yeah. something like dumb. You know what I mean? It sounded it sounded too like World of Warcrafty for me. Like when it was like Legion, yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is this is like you know one of those writers writing it that's like, oh, I gotta make it super lore heavy, so let's call it Legion." Yeah, um, yeah it's a little really, uh, a little strange. I really liked uh, Linda Hamilton's. Sarah Connor I thought like literally from T2 to now it's like her character has not changed in the in the sense that yes she's a different like she's grown as an actress but like she still pulled off the same character from back then which I really really liked um Arnold was great in it and I, and yeah, I, lo- the new, I love the that new- scene that you sent. Yeah, that scene where like, uh, it's like, oh, my name, what's his name, like Carl or something like that. And then yeah, she's I'm like, just- I'm not going to fucking call you that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm never going to call you Carl. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, you know, from all the Terminators that can't come out, this would probably be the best Terminator since T2. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's a a fair judgment. It's also not a high bar, but it's no. but it's also not it's not the low end of the of what's come out. It's definitely on the higher end. Uh, I only wish that Tim Miller, the director, kind of got to bring his whole vision to fruition for it because I know there was a lot of interference by James Cameron on it. Mm. I can see that happen. Uh, how about you, Shay? What have you been watching? I'm going through my list right now, and I'm I'm actually shocked because some of these movies I feel like I watched months ago, and not just this week. Like it feels like this has been the longest week of life. Yeah, um, I was telling Anthony that before we started recording. Like the movie we'll talk about as our topic of show, it feels like we watched that months ago, forever. but it was literally just like four or five days ago. Crazy, right? Uh, so I watched uh, Remember the Titans on Disney Plus because it's it's actually been a while since I've seen that movie, and. Um, I was kind of in like a sports, you know, um, just something like, oh, like a good feel kind of movie. So put that on. Um, I watched 
Peter Pan, the original 1953 Peter Pan, because I don't know, I grew up watching that film a lot and I, and I really love the animation and just everything about it makes me laugh. Like Captain Hook is so funny to me for some reason. Yeah. Um, I finished Love is Blind finally. You guys actually got to witness me watching the final episode of that. We were oh, yeah, when you were freaking out, yeah. You, you could hear my shocks. I've turned into that person <laughs> now that, you know, it's shocked by reality TV. Um, just something to have in the background. I started watching this show called Restaurants on Edge. It's on Netflix, and basically they just go to restaurants that have amazing views, but they're not doing so well, and they kind of try to change them around and kind of give them new perspective because – you know, they have this amazing real estate, so why not do something with it? Uh, it would spend what four years since Batman vs Superman came out. So Daniel, you and I got a chance to revisit yeah, we it. We were, we were chatting about it at the same time, and you know, really breaking it down, talking about that film because we have a different kind of appreciation for it, where we where we enjoy the film, but we can also say that, yes, there are issues with it. We're not on that spectrum of, oh my God, that was trash because there are yeah. movies out there that are trash and this movie doesn't right. come close to it, in my opinion. Right. And, so. and we're also, we're also on that where we're not just blindly saying it's the greatest movie ever because exactly. it, it's not. And it's we not. were criticizing it a lot, like a lot of decisions. Cause when you go back and watch that movie, it's like, damn, this movie is really boring for a big portion of it. Like, we don't see really any action until the two-hour mark of this movie, mm. which is crazy to think that mm. about that. And I just wish, like, I just wish that th- there's like a lot you could take out of that movie. And I just wish that if Warner Brothers knew, obviously, this is the direction Snyder was going to go. I just wish they let him have full reign on Justice League to at least bring that vision like to a fruition in some point. Cause now it's just like, we have this dark gritty movie against this weird cartoony justice league movie. And now the DC movies are kind of just like hit and miss now. So it's very yeah. weird. We're in a really weird spot, you know, really, really weird spot. Of, what did you think of Snyder's um, revelation this week about some of the films aspects of like why um, they killed Superman and all that? I mean, it's it's I I there's no doubt that he puts thought into things, but I, at the end of the day, Batman vs Superman will always be six movies in one. You know, it's <laughs> like oh, it's a it's it's a doomsday movie. It's also a Batman movie. It's also about Superman's place in the world movie. Dark it's also side. Superman versus Dark Side, and it's also Superman versus Lex Luthor. And what if Superman was evil? There's so many like major themes in it where it's just like guys, this is you're throwing way too much. And there's also like weird, like government conspiracies and, and this and this, and like, they're just trying to do so many things. We're just like, it's like they put the character of Superman, like in a zero dark 30 type movie. And it's just like, what do you like? What, where, where are you aiming at right now? Cause right now you're just kind of, it's a scatter shot of everything everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, I mean, we, we talked about it. There should have been at least maybe, two more films or at least at least one more movie that came out yeah. before this film. Um, yeah. A Man of Steel sequel. would have helped it. Yeah. A Man of Steel yeah. sequel or even a Batman movie, like whatever you want to kind of go down the path of that right. still addresses this world. Um, you would have done better, but I mean, I think, yeah. I think Batman or Superman or just DC in general, it's, it's a great topic for another day. Well, which we'll definitely yeah. be getting into. Yep. Definitely. Um, oh, and also wonder woman's in this movie too. Oh, it's yeah, another, yeah. yeah it's, and wonder woman's here. So it's like, yeah. there's a lot happening. There's a lot happening. lots happening. Uh, I watched uh, Moneyball, and love that film. Again, it's 
Yeah, I, got it, like, I think I watched it what, two, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So this time yeah. I showed my brother; he loved it. I also showed him uh, Jojo Rabbit. It's it's a great film, and I think this I think this is my second or third time watching it now. And I and I definitely it, it's growing on me even more. Not saying I didn't like it before; I loved it before, but now even more so. Um, one of my favorite films of 2019 was Rocket Man. I watched that last night with the family; they loved it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been catching up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Harley Quinn season two just started, uh, so. Check that out. Hilarious. And so Bob's good. Burgers. So good. Yeah. Bob's Burgers uh, as well. You, you skipped one. No, I, I'm, I'm going to get to it right now. Okay. Yeah. How dare, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> so last night I put on, I put on Notting Hill. Um, I, I really, something happened maybe last year or two years ago where I, I absolutely fell in love with the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral. And I, I watched it my first time, whenever that was, and it just it stuck out to me. The comedy, Hugh Grant, something about it just was so good, and it, I felt at peace. Uh, so I was yeah. kind of going through, I think the writer's name is Richard Curtis. I was going through his yeah. um, filmography, and I came across Notting Hill, and I was like, oh, I've, I've heard a lot about this film, and I keep hearing that it's so great. And again, Hugh Grant's in it, and you know, it's Julia Roberts, so I'll give it a shot. And I loved it. I, I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so relaxing. And it was just something about that movie that made me feel at ease. And I think I watched it at like four o'clock at night, but I really, <laughs> it's a great really movie. Liked, I really yeah. liked it. Like I, I'm yeah. immediately going to purchase it right after. Yeah. So Notting Hill is a great movie. Now that you've watched Notting Hill, are you going to go and watch like Bridget Jones's diary or I've seen you know, the first, also, I've seen also the wrote one. those movies. Yeah, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the the others that came out after, um, but I think yeah, I may revisit them because he's he's a really funny writer and like the talent that's in the movie as well is so hilarious. Um, I I can never pronounce his name correctly, but Rice Ifans. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know he Rice Ifans. Yeah, yeah, he's such a brilliant actor. He played you know the lizard in the Amazing Spider-Man movie. He played <laughs> yeah. the. Um, love good in the Harry Potter films, but in this movie, he's such a dirty scumbag or not scumbag, but like a really dirty idiot. And it's just so funny <laughs> kind of seeing that, um, that side of him. But yeah, Hugh Grant is very charming and lovable to watch, especially in yeah. 90s Hugh Grant. So yeah, uh, it, it, he's, honestly, uh, it made me want to watch the gentleman, to be honest with you. I was going to say, I was literally going to say, cause I watched the gentleman this week and, like I, I grew up. I had a lot of friends that were big fans and like to British comedy movies and things like that. So throughout high school, I remember watching like a lot of stuff and um, it just like there's just there's just such a quick wit to some of the humor that they're not necessarily jokes. It's just more reactive. That it just it's just like man, I just I just I love what I'm watching right now. And like yeah, yeah. Notting Hill is a fantastic one. So definitely definitely watch the gentlemen. They're nothing alike. No, but Hugh Grant. Is, Hugh Grant is great in both of them. You know how much money Notting Hill made. Yes, almost four hundred million. Yeah, its budget was 40 in the nineties, man. That's its crazy. Was forty million, and it made three hundred and like forty million or three hundred fifty. But you got to think. You, you got to think like that was Julia Roberts' salary too. Yeah, no, Hugh Grant. Yeah, Hugh Grant was huge in the nineties. Julia Roberts was huge, and like this was a really well received romantic comedy, and like. And it was a great movie, so like it's no no doubt it, it was going to succeed. It reminded yeah. me a lot of like a British version of uh, You've Got Mail. Exactly, exactly. Uh, for myself this week, uh, like Shay, I watched, uh, been catching up with Brooklyn Nine Nine and Harley Quinn. 
Uh, Harley Quinn just started. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think, has one episode left, but it's been a great season, and Harley Quinn looks to be off to another amazing start. I can't stress it enough. Watch this show. It's fantastic. It's so, so funny. The places they go with it is just blows my mind, and it's just a hilarious show. I second um, that. I, I also watched the uh, documentary series Hillary, which is a Hulu original series, if you're listening in the States, and it's also on Netflix Canada, uh, here in Canada, obviously. It's about Hillary Clinton. I also watch The Keepers, which is also a Netflix original series about a nun in the 60s who died and kind of like the cover-up and everything, that, the fallout that happened with it. It's very interesting, very dark series, and just kind of seeing what happened is really interesting. So definitely watch that. Uh, I was in a Mission Impossible mood. I think I saw a Philip Seymour Hoffman picture online. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch him in Mission Impossible 3. So watch that. Um, watch The Gentleman as well again, because that just came out on digital recently. And I just really like that movie a lot. It's really funny, really quick wits. It's I, it's one of my favorite Guy Ritchie pictures. Uh, Ready or Not also went on sale this week. So I picked it up. I know Shay picked it up as well too. Um, great movie. Watch it with the family. They really loved it. Uh, as mentioned already, I watched Batman vs Superman with Shay, uh, remotely, of course, uh, dark side of the ring, which I was talking uh, earlier with Anthony about, uh, Disney dropped two new, uh, nature documentaries on Disney plus this week, elephants and dolphin reef. Uh, and dolphin reef was narrated by Natalie Portman and elephant was actually narrated by Meghan Markle. So her first, uh, acting gig back since becoming a royal and uh so i was just kind of on a disney nature binge for a little bit then i watch avengers endgame i watch mighty ducks or d2 the mighty ducks and, and just uh this morning i was watching the sound of music because it was celebrating its 55th anniversary this year which is nuts um yeah right. yeah so again like you guys we all been kind of watching a lot because i feel like we have the time to watch it um for you listening to the show if you have a series or a movie or any recommendation you want to give to us write into the show this time with.com slash talk tell us what to watch so we could talk about it on future episodes let us know we're here tell us we have the time uh before we get into our next uh thing that we all watch this week um do you guys have like your tissues ready you're like you're to wipe away the tears so you guys ready to go back to this world I have no more tears left. My so tears earlier this week, <laughs> earlier this week, Shay uh, sent a message to our group chat and said, guys, I think the time has come. And Anthony and I thought Shay was going to leave the podcast and he got all excited. <laughs> that, that, then, that, will, that will be you guys <laughs> going with me. And then he decided instead of doing that, let's all suffer. And he said, let's watch cats. <laughs> so our to our topic of the show this week, we will be giving you our review of <laughs> cuts. You have to say it cuts. Cuts. You're not German though. Star <laughs> <laughs> cats, the 2019 musical directed by Tom Hooper, uh, <laughs> made 69 million dollars at the U.S. box office on a budget of 95 million dollars. Uh, it's based on the musical, obviously, by Andrew Lloyd Webber, and it stars James Corden, Judy Dench, Jason Derulo, Idris Elba, Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, Rebel Wilson, Ray Winstone, and Francesca Hayward. 
And boy, did we watch this movie. Who oh, wants man. to who wants to start? I think Shay should start it off because <laughs> his idea to watch this. Yeah. Shay, yeah, yeah, I could offer us. I, I think it's always fun to watch movies that, you know, incite this kind of dialogue because we watch these movies that are always so prestigious sometimes that it's that it's fun to kind of do these kinds of things. And I'll be honest, w- w- once this movie started, I had the biggest smile on my face because I just I couldn't believe what I was watching. And it was I don't think any amount of drugs that I could have done would have changed how I felt <laughs> about this film because I felt like no, not at all. It, it was infusing me with, with whatever I think like there was catnip coming out of the screen and it was like infusing itself into me. Oh shoot, it was four DX, eh? Yeah. I, I'm sure this movie gave me COVID. Like that's just how wow. insane <laughs> but, it was. I and I think that's the one of the biggest things my takeaways from it is that I don't know if I was on drugs that I would have seen this movie any differently because it no. just it just put me in a trance like no other that the next morning I literally woke up humming one of the songs and memory? I wanted just to jump out. No, not memory, just oh, the no. uh, just the main theme of Cats. And I wanted to jump out my basement <laughs> window, man. Like, it, yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm my in gosh, a, yeah. get out, get out, get out, get out. I think I think the funniest um, uh, revelation that you kind of told us, Daniel, was that, and, and we know this about your father a lot, your dad, that he he passes out in movies, like regardless of whatever you're watching. Yeah, yeah. well, he sleeps. He doesn't he, pass out. I, I just want to <laughs> I want to clarify. <laughs> he doesn't just he just doesn't get knocked out. I just want to clarify that. Wait, you don't choke him out. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't put him in a sleeper hold. <laughs> you don't chloroform. Yeah. I thought oh, that was just, oh. <laughs> dad. Movie time. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to watch a movie. Just on the floor. <laughs> no, he falls asleep. He falls asleep. Sorry. Yes, you're right. He goes to sleep. Uh, I just if I felt if, if I said that, I feel like people would think that oh, he goes to his room and goes to bed. But he, he'll fall asleep on the couch. Watch. Yeah. This is what I, I think maybe out of three films, maybe that he stayed awake for. Yeah, like I mean, like in any uh, in any movie, he typically will tend to fall asleep if he's if he's like if there's a lot of action there could be bombs and machine guns going off if he wants to sleep he'll just he'll just fall asleep my dad for this movie just had this look on his face (laughs) of sight simultaneously feeling like scared and uncomfortable while also feeling like he wanted to disown me as a son there was a lot of there's a lot of feelings coming out of him and none of them were i want to sleep right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was it, it, honestly the the whole film I, I know it's not one shot obviously but because it's moving in a pace where it's i guess one night i almost couldn't blink because of just the craziness of what i was seeing i was like man the the effects like okay are they cats are they people but they have hands um okay and human singing now and yeah, they're gonna sing now, but okay, no, now they'll stop singing a little bit. Um, okay, they have these baby cats, kittens, I guess, but they look like actual humans with tails, not even a cat. And then it just keeps going, and then you know, there's disappearing, like they're vanishing and stuff, and there's yeah. magic. And I mean, I, I haven't seen. <laughs> Where are the humans? Magic. There's no humans. Also, their their sizes were changing. Sometimes they were as tall as a human. Sometimes they were as tall as a cat. 
yeah, yeah the, the scale the, is crazy. The scale was kind of everywhere. Um, Idris Elba, anytime he appears and makes somebody disappear, and he goes meow, we're like, whoa, this <laughs> uh, this is it was something else. It was honestly from beginning to end. I was watching it, and I was just like, this is this is happening. This is this is what came to theaters, and this is actually this isn't what came to theaters originally. This is version 2.0 because they actually sent an update to theaters actually, I think it's like 3.0 3.0 now that it's home release that they were still no, working on effects the butthole cut as well oh the butthole cut yeah uh and then somebody <laughs> went ahead for those of you for those of you who aren't initiated in knowing so or who aren't enlightened in knowing that um there was an original butthole cut of this movie meaning that uh the director wanted to see the the buttholes of the cats on their characters and then somebody's job after was to remove all the buttholes uh somebody on youtube went in and made a version of the trailer that showed the buttholes which just uh happened as well did it make it better or worse it it's just in my mind now and i don't know how to get rid of it i I, it's not better or worse it's just there it just exists yeah like how did you feel about it you know, I mentioned in the chat when we were talking, I'm like, man, this feels like like a a Batman Forever, Batman... Um, Joel Schumacher-esque. Joel Schumacher-esque type of film. And it was just the colors and the, the... Just the animation and the CG of it, it just felt so weird and comical and, and almost circusy. It had like a circusy feel to it, right? Right. Um... Yeah, and the, the score was excruciating. The score was killing. Me. It was so annoying, so bad. Yeah, so yeah. annoying. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what part of the body was real and what wasn't. Like what? Like I felt like okay, I know the face is real, but like, are their bodies real? Because sometimes their feet didn't look like they were touching the ground. They almost like they yeah. were gliding, but then they were kicking. And I just, oh man. It's a lot of a lot of green screen, a lot of obviously motion capture suits. All the fur was like pretty much like CG, and yeah, there's there's a lot of scenes when they're like dancing and stuff, and it's like they're not even touching the ground or that whole <laughs> rebel the Rebel Wilson scene with the cockroaches and the mice, and it's just it literally looks like a bad acid trip. Like I felt like I was having a nightmare. I felt like I was living a nightmare. It was, I, it was nuts. I yeah. couldn't pinpoint. You know, like when you look at a movie, you're like, oh, this movie looks like it's made in the year 1995 or 2000s. I couldn't date this film. I couldn't figure out, like, it, I think this movie's from the year like 3000 or because it's just so ahead of its time. Like, it's it's something that, you know, scholars will look back to and be like, ah, oh, yes, this is the first sign of alien technology. This is when the aliens visited Earth. They brought us cats. Yeah, that's, uh, it's it's definitely a movie. It's definitely a movie, and when you like, is there question? Is there any way of making this movie good? In in the sense that, like, let's say, for instance, you have you have the ability to make to make cats again. Do you make cats at all, or do you just say, you know what, it's better as a play? I don't have an answer for that because I, I I think that it should just be nothing. I think that the world <laughs> should not film. The world isn't ready for this movie yet. I think that. You know, they were too ambitious with trying to come to the year 2019. They should have waited. It just, uh, I just wish they would have foregone the CG 
and just like if they're going to do it just work on how the, the, the stage play does it have practical sets have practical costumes because at least i could forgive that in my mind that mm. at least will look more normal to me over time than just seeing weirdly cartoon looking bodies with human faces like that just really was freaking me out uh going through the list of the awards that this movie was nominated for um it was actually nominated for one golden globe for best original song beautiful ghosts uh which is taylor swift and andrew lloyd weber which they shared they did not win um they won a multitude of ra- uh, golden raspberry awards as well too including they won best director uh or worst director i should say worst supporting actor which is james corden worst supporting actress which they had two nominees rebel wilson won worst on-screen combo uh <laughs> and worst screenplay um and it's taylor swift is also nominated for a nickelodeon kids choice award for best favorite movie actress which we don't know if she's going to win or not because that hasn't happened yet oh okay <laughs> yeah yeah what a movie guys honestly like but we should we should do this more often we should kind of look through the history of movies that have not been received well <laughs> that they weren't kind to sorry that the world was not kind to the world was not kind to and just kind of watch it and just see what happened it was fun yeah. it was a lot of fun it was a really fun watch it was definitely a really fun watch it feels like we watched it a year ago we only though it was like five or six days ago sorry i had more people check up on me after watching cats <laughs> than i did when i was stuck in the philippines more people were concerned about me watching cats Damn. And when I was trapped in the Philippines, people were like, people hey, are you okay? People haven't met before. They were just messaging me like, hey, man, I just heard you watch Cats. I just want to make sure you're okay. <laughs> uh, I know you, know, you probably don't know my number saved, but uh, I met you three years ago in a parking lot. So just want yeah, yeah. to make sure you're good. Just, ch- just checking in on you. Yeah. So uh, what would you give Cats? Uh, it's uh, What would you give Cats? I mean, I mean, as a film, I, I'd say definitely skip it. But I think that in these trying times, if you're looking for something to just go, just just absolutely just blow your mind over, definitely watch it because it is, it is, it is something to ponder over, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the uh, you know, it's the accident on the highway that you can't stop looking at when you're driving by. It's like you have to keep. You can't stop watching it because you're like, this is real. This is happening. This, this is history. Uh, as a movie, it's definitely like throwed out with the cat litter, but it's it's definitely you you, you got to experience it to believe it. You know. Would you say it was the worst movie of the decade? It came out in 2019, right? Uh, that's yeah. a, you know what that's an actual good uh, that's a good topic for another day though that we should look at mm. saying are the worst worst movies of the decade you know that would be a that would be an interesting topic to look at because I think it would definitely be up there yeah so that was our review of cats again if you have a movie that you want us to check out and review and give our thoughts on right into this time slash talk uh, before we wrap up the show today we're adding another new segment to the show that will hopefully be an ongoing segment called trivia. Now, what we're going to do with trivia is whoever is hosting the show that week will prepare a trivia question. As the weeks go on, the ho- that host will bring a question for the other hosts to ask, 
or the co-host to ask. And at the end of the year, we'll see who has the most uh, victories. So because it is my week hosting, I prepared a question for you guys. And because you're not here to see, to, for me to see if you're cheating or not, I want to get you to raise your hands up so I can make sure I can see your grubby little hands that they're not typing away on the keyboard. I typed my feet, by the way, so good luck. <laughs> for- <laughs> I'm like a cat. <laughs> I got a tail. Uh- <laughs> um, okay, so this week's question is, for what film did Tom Hanks receive his first Oscar nomination? Wait, oh, what? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you choices. Okay, for what film did Tom Hanks receive his first Oscar nomination? Okay. Was it Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, A League of Their Own, or Big? Forrest um, Gump, Big. So Anthony is saying Big, and Shay is saying uh, Forrest Gump. The answer is. Big. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Anthony will get the first point this week. Yeah, so believe it or not, Tom Hanks actually received his first Oscar nomination for the movie Big. Uh, that was in 1986, I want to say. That was for Best Actor? That was for Best Actor. So that was 1988, wow. sorry. He received an Oscar nomination for that. And then he went on to win his first Oscar with Philadelphia. And then again, the following year for Forrest Gump. Mm. Okay, cool. So that was our first trivia question. If you have a trivia question, again, if you just want to write into the show, write into the movie podcast at thistimewith.com slash talk. So we could get your comments, suggestions, reviews, bad movies you want us to watch, everything across the board, send it into us. Uh, As always, we have a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. We're not letting any pandemic stop us from recording. We are still going to get together, even though it is remotely. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the show. And of course, if you can leave us a review and rating on Apple podcasts, if you find the time, we'd really love if you did that. And we'll definitely shout them out on the next show as well. Uh, That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.